0: Remember, you know what the fuck it is. Aries really and really Andy, you and now. the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being a woke. We discuss politics and jokes. We There's levels to this shit. prevail. Run up and trust up. Suicide message. And all of y'all know my style. What's happening, y'all? Uh, I'm Ari Spears. Uh, this is Andy Steinowitz. Steinwitz, what's good doing? Steinowitz? Steinberg. Uh, I'm Malik Mohammed Spears. Anyway, the the subject of today's podcast, uh, a great documentary on HBO called Robin Williams. Come inside my mind. Uh, that was him opening. Yeah, his dead. head. Yeah. Um, if you want to write into the uh, podcast, Avery Spears forty five at Hotmail, uh, hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Yes, please. It's at the. It's very easy. Yeah, all you got to do is go to it and uh, it's Spearsburg Pod and hit like and subscribe. Um, dude, I had totally this kind of flew under the radar for me. Uh, I think at some point I do remember telling you, uh, because it's comedy, it's what we do, it's Robin Williams, it's who we know, that we should talk about this. And I totally forgot about it until I was uh, looking to download this documentary that HBO just recently aired about Martin Luther King. And I saw this and I went, what is this? So I saw it. and I watched it. You watched it.
1: Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I was as a young kid, Mork and Mindy time, mm-hmm. huge Robin Williams fan. Not because of Mork and Mindy, because of, because Robin Williams was so fucking funny. I he was on Happy Days before that, and I saw that yeah. those episodes. I was uh that was the that was kind of what started Mork and Mindy. Right, that is the, yeah. from the spinoff. But I was a huge fan. I thought he was this funny guy. I I, I followed everything. I had that first album. Mark, I mean uh, Robin Williams was. Fucking I thought was the funniest guy I did I, as, a, as a young man. I thought he was the funniest guy as I became a comic. He's still one of the funniest people, but he's not uh, a different kind of comic sensibility. Like, yeah. He's not he's not someone I aspire to be like or not many people could be like that's another thing. Yeah, no, right. very few people could, but he doesn't uh, it, it's, it's a different kind of comedy. It's not about timing. It's uh, it's it's about. Well, um, you don't think it's about timing at all. He he says that he doesn't have comic timing. That he didn't really. That that's not his. Was about a mass of energy all at one time coming at right. you. That, that, right. that it's, it's it's almost the explosion of a person. That is what's funny about watching Robin Williams. There has to be timing. There, it yeah, be, I don't know that I, I totally agree it, with that. It, but it's not. There, there's not a. There's not pauses in his comedy for right. there to be right. timing. Right. So it's a different kind of setup.
0: See, here's why I, I will I will reneg on that a little bit. Uh. Or why I don't know if I, I don't know if that was the right word, but uh, here's wh- wh- where I'm going to disagree that, disagree with that. That great moment, uh, which now I'm even I- I'm starting to see is an even older joke. There used to be a comedian, black comedian, by the name of name of Teddy Carpenter, and his big close was he would have a guy or woman c- get behind him, and he would put both hands in his pocket, and she would slip her arms through the opening of his yeah. left and right arm. And whatever story he was telling, she would use, her hands would have to mimic to track the story. And the big finish was somewhere in the story, he tells how he gets into an argument with another guy. And he tells the guy, this is the big clothes, the big punchline. Suck my dick. So the woman would have to be forced to grab his dick and, you know, suck my dick. And, of course, the audience lost their collective shit. I had seen so many comedians do that joke. And I was like, who is the originator of it? Now, the first guy I saw do it was Teddy Carpenter. And I always, I have this, saying, this famous saying, I, I, this is my saying, and I'm proud of it because I think it's the truest shit ever. Just because you saw somebody do it first don't mean they did it first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, I'd seen so many comedians do this, but because Teddy was the first guy that I saw, I went, that's Teddy Carpenter's joke. Cut to, in this doc, they're doing the comic relief thing. And Billy Crystal is talking, and his dick is supposed to have a life of its own. Robin Williams goes behind him, slips his arm in between Crystal's legs, and I'm going, Teddy didn't create that joke. These guys were before Teddy. So um, Teddy was a 90s comic on the come up. Uh-huh. so but, it, it's like, come on, man. But let me get to my point. Go, go my ahead, point is ahead. this: in terms of timing, and I swear to God, this is—I'm I, I, not—I know I'm a vain dude, but I—I I, got—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm being honest. I think sometimes when when Joe Rogan talked about parallel thinking, there is some parallel thinking in terms of timing, in terms of what great comics do instinctively. So after he did that. I, I was thinking the whole time, and I'm watching this doc for the first time. I go, yo, they got a woman up there. They got to do it. would be great if another woman was there to put her, arm up, her arms up under Whoopi's legs and play the vagina. Sure as shit, Whoopi did it first with her own hands.
1: But what really made it funny was when Robin did it for her. That's timing. Yeah, but it wasn't he, he was working off what they were doing. It's not his own timing. But that's no no, but that's still his instinct yeah, to do that. That's instinct. And that's great timing. Well, but he had to work with what he had. It, timing is when All we,
0: I'm saying is I believe this is why I'm saying I disagree. I think to some degree, no matter how crazy his shit was on
1: stage, there's some timing involved. Yeah, but that's not the art of his comedy, is the timing. I'll go with that. The, the art of his comedy is the explosion of all I'll the go thoughts with that. at one time. I think he was genius. There's no doubt about it. To me, Robert was one of the funniest people ever, but that's a, that's a lot to have going on in your head all at one time.
0: Let me ask you this
1: because you know, when
0: you go, I forget how you coined it in the beginning. Uh, yeah. I being, able to. To Im- <laughs> being able to imitate him. And I said, the question is, Could you even imitate it be him if you wanted to? No. Because he's such his own unique force. But if I have to say a guy who's up there in terms of that style of explosion, Jim Carrey. Yeah. So my question is this. And and you know what, dude? I meant to ask you this about the last thing we talked about. So I'm going to ask you that too on this. If you had a ticket, if you had two tickets, this is your last comedy show you'll see in life. One is Robin and the other is Jim Carrey. Who are you seeing?
1: Mm, that's tough. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to go see Jim Carrey. Yeah, I would too. It's, it's, and it's no disrespect to Robin, but I've seen Robin. Robin has done Robin, you know, well, obviously he could have done more, but Robin was at his adulthood, he was at a, a different level. Of, of, of thought. Yeah. And so that, and I think that's the thought where he got to where that, that comedy is not the, the, the thing. And you could say that same thing for Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey still has, there's still some Carrie left in there. You think so? I think there is. I think there is. I think he's, I think he so hates the business. So hates entertainment. So, you know, the, 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 the idea of it that he just pulled all that back. But, you know, I, I think it's all there. There's no way that that doesn't live with inside of him. You don't sense that he's still too young, man. The gleam in his eyes Dimmered a little bit. Oh, it has definitely. But he paints, you know. He paints, and I, I'm not saying he is a great painter. I, I haven't I even been
0: doing it for that. I mean, it's like you know. If you tell me you're fucking Michael Jordan, and then you go, "Yeah, but he does
1: wiffle ball now." No, what I'm saying is he still needs an artistic outlet. That's why he paints. Yeah. So there's still like a desire in him to 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 release whatever's inside of him. Right. And I think that's there. I I think Robin, I think the desire to release some of that towards the end was, you know, and he was sick. He was, he was sick. He had the uh, Parkinson's and yeah, the, the something dysmorphia, which acerbated that situation. So yeah, I, I, I think Robin was at where he was going to be. That was, that was, that was it. Uh, But I think Carrie still has, I, I still believe that Carrie does. I don't think he wants to get, I don't think he, so when he says he's retired, you sure. don't buy it. From yeah, I movies, maybe. Mm. Dude, you never know because when you're an artist, and if you're still healthy and your mind's right, and something comes along that 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 gets you in your fucking soul, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. You know, but it, just imagine this though—that he doesn't. He's one of the few people to go out the way he wants to go out, right. So I don't hold it against him if he never does because he went out the way he wanted to. All right, so let me ask you what I meant to ask you on the
0: uh, on the episode because this 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 on the episode from last week uh, about Michael and Prince got two tickets, Michael in one hand, Prince in the other. It's the last live music show you'll ever see in your life. Who are you going to? That
1: one's, uh, that one's impossible to decide. You got to decide, though. It's impossible for me to decide. Uh, it's impossible because...
0: Your girl says to you, if you take me to one of these shows, I don't care which one, you can get the blowjob of all blowjobs.
1: You know, I, I, I'm going I'm, to... I'm, uh, is it a retrospective where they play all their old hits or is it uh, new music? Both. See, both of them are going to be stellar shows. Okay, pick one. No, let me, let me just do this. They're both going to be stellar shows. Both have hits. Yeah. Michael's going to put on the biggest show. I think Prince is going to be a little bit more personalized uh, because it's the, he was... Uh, for Michael, the whole show was important. So it's going to be a big show. I mean, we're going to yeah. see fireworks, we're going to see the whole viral techniques, you know, the yeah. the big bands, all the music. Mm-hmm. Prince is a little different. Uh I probably be Prince. I'd rather wow. be If we could pick, I'd want it to be James Brown, but I'm going <laughs> but, but I'm going to pick uh I, I might go Prince, man, cuz I'm going to see I, I'm going to see a show that's focused on one person for the most part which is Prince and then a little bit of his band where Michael's going to be a whole fucking it, it's a, a whole to do and yeah if you want to go to that but I kind of would want to see the the one artist right that, that, that's, that's the only way I could break those two down so that I could come up with an answer alright back to Robert Williams oh my god <laughs> um, wasn't bad man for uh, right out of the box I'm telling you dude
0: I have little traces of People and not whole when it's right, you know yeah. the Reagan laugh and oh my god, you know that's, that's as far yeah. as it goes. Why, um, dude, how much would it suck to be an only child?
1: To, to have that kind of uh, uh, personality too that you'd want someone else to be there with you. That right. you and, and then being an only child is one thing, but. You know, his mom was kind of her own entity. Like, you know, she was a model and she she wanted attention. She wasn't giving attention. But I
0: love that they established that his mother was funny and was all about comedy.
1: Yeah, but she needed attention. She wasn't giving attention. Right. You watch them. She's not giving attention. She's taking attention. when they, Even when they're standing there together, she's taking attention away from Robin. Yeah, but it seemed like her, the fact that she was so about comedy and wanting right. to laugh, that fed his soul. It did, but when you're a little kid and you have someone that needs attention rather than give you attention, you're looking for a nurturer from a mom, you want someone that's going to give you and feed you attention. Right. Not someone who's going to have someone else partially raise you, mostly raise you is the way it sounded. You want someone that's going to be, but she needed the attention. So Robin was always clamoring to look, it, it seems like he is the look at me guy. Well, he has to be. He's an only child. Child. He's an only child. His mom isn't going to give him the attention. She wants her own attention. Dad's a, a businessman that seems very drawn away from well, he said, I
0: like when he said, you know, uh, my dad was a hard laugh. Yeah. Like he wasn't an easy guy to make laugh. And,
1: and he seemed to have a lot of love and reverence for his dad, but right. not emotion. It didn't feel like there was this emotional... Like, my dad nurtured me kind of dad. There was none of that. I didn't hear any of that. He respected his dad. He wanted his dad to laugh right. at him. His dad, what his dad thought of him was important, but it didn't feel like he was getting something back right. right from him. So uh, it's just different, man. Let me let me ask you two. This is a two-parter. Who,
0: you know, it's it's weird to me. Like, when you look at uh, famous people and you go, well, it was it hereditary? They had to get it from somebody. Like, you know, you look at, but then again, maybe not because you look at Michael, that's the mind blowing thing to me about some of this shit. You look at Michael Jordan, you know, have you ever heard of me he told the joke on David Letterman when he goes, my dad is five something yeah. and my mother is five something and I'm six six. I think my mother basically fucked the milkman. So I'm just going, who did Jordan get that talent from? Who did Muhammad Ali, didn't get, who did he get his talent from? But then you go, okay, so, well, I don't know. Because in the offspring, it, it, it's, that's a weird thing. Because, again, we've said the offspring almost is never as good as the parent that's got all that talent. So I'm saying all that to say this. Who in your family, between your mother and your father, was funny? Where did you get your funny?
1: In my family? Nobody? I guess my mom was.
0: Between the two of them, nobody was funny?
1: My mom was a little funny. My dad, like, they, they liked jokes. I mean, we had joke books at the house. This is, this is how long ago it is. It's the 1970s. We had the Polish joke book, the Italian joke book. Like, we had book, joke books. A lot of them uh, jokes existed without the books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking two niggas walking to the fucking place.
1: They had joke books, man. Right. So, you know, they, they liked, they appreciated comedy. We'd watch comedy on television. My, my parents liked to laugh. Right, But I don't think that either one of them were necessarily funny. They said funny things accidentally. My mom said funny things accidentally. I don't know how much she ever tried to be funny. Right. But, uh, you know, they were, they were humorous people. They enjoyed humor. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that either of them were like this, uh, this, this powerhouse of humor were coming
0: at you. See, my dad was really a funny guy. And my mother could be funny in a different way than him. You know what I mean like my my dad had a i think a natural gift for he loved to laugh and he could make you laugh uh it seemed like my mother really enjoyed to laugh more than make you laugh,
1: yeah I think that I would say that about both my parents right. they both like to laugh they yeah. I don't think that they were the but you know that i I remember times when they would. I know it's a joke book, but they would love to read it. Like my other, you know, other relatives would be over and they would all read these jokes and they all thought they were so funny. And, um, I remember them like, but we, we watched, uh, you know, back in that time, there was a lot of variety shows on and my family liked watching variety shows. We, yeah. we, we made it a point to, you know, you ate dinner so that you could go watch such and such and such shows. You know, we wanted yeah. to see those shows. Uh, again, uh, and I guess this is just why, you know, some of the things that we talk about come up. I mean, a big one was Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson was a big deal in the house. Right. But my dad, where my, my, this is my stepdad that I'm talking about, my, my, the dude who raised me, he, he was old, though. He wasn't old um, years-wise, but like soul-wise, he was an old man like he wanted we hated it when he had control of the tv because he wanted to watch lawrence welk on wednesdays <laughs> you know we we're all like ah Lawrence," you know right, right. i'm gonna have to listen to polka music for i don't know for an hour and at the you know my favorite part of that was the end because the bubble machine would turn on and these bubbles would fly right. up. and i like the bubbles because i thought bubbles were fun like i like right. bu- because that's when you used to blow those bubbles things and and i knew it was the end of the fucking show so that that was like amazing to me so that was my dad Uh, you know, and he was Italian. So he wanted like at the house, he got control of the record player. It was Dean Martin and, uh, and, and, uh, blue eyes, uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I don't
0: mind Dean and Frank now,
1: Uh, now, but I didn't like it when I was a little kid back then. So that, that was the house. My mom was the one that was the sassier one. So if I had to give any comedy or that, it'd be my mom. She wanted to watch the funny shows, uh, but my dad wasn't... But my dad wasn't opposed to... Like, he loved the Honeymooners.
0: Oh, that was my, one of my father's favorite.
1: So, you yeah. know, he he had humor right. in him, but he had that old-school kind of humor. Like, you know, Alice, one of these
0: days. Right. Boom, my gentleman. Well, my father went uh, Alice one of these days, and that was almost every day that it happened one of these days <laughs> for a while.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I I don't know. In your house, your dad's the funny one. Dude, you know, it's so funny.
0: Like how sometimes we have these conversations and you'll say things where I go, yeah, we in the same era. Because the idea of when you go, yeah, my dad would control the TV. There's multiple TVs now in everybody's house. Right, right, right. I came up in that time where we had one TV and like you, when my dad took control of it, you were victim to whatever he wanted. Even when th- he was asleep. Th- th- and that's why I said, dude, I used to hate the original, omission, the original, original Mission Impossible. Because I just went, oh, this. He was a huge Star Trek guy.
1: Oh. Really? My dad? As a kid, I hated Star Trek. I, you know what was really funny is I wasn't a big Star Trek fan, but I would have watched that over Lawrence Welk and some of the other shit that he wanted to watch. Ugh. But you know, my my family. Uh, they were, they were, they liked, I guess, you know, you don't, I don't, I've never thought about this, but I guess my my parents were a little bit more progressive. They they enjoyed, uh, I would watch good times with them. I would watch uh, uh, all, all the shows at that time. What's happening, right, good right, times. Right. Um, uh, what, what are all the, all in the family. My dad loved all in the family. Uh, right. All those shows. Oh, sh- that was one of my dad's favorite. S- Jefferson's S- all Jefferson. in the family, Star Trek. Yeah. So all that, but my, my my family wasn't a big Star Trek fan. I wasn't against Star Trek, but it took me a while to understand it. I think it was a bit beyond me when I first started watching it.
0: You didn't understand. Um, you know, in this documentary, the, the, when he says my dad was a hard laugh, but he said the guy that broke his father in terms of getting the laugh, Jonathan Winters, never got Jonathan Winters dog. I I don't know. I don't know if that's just a too before my time. But again, as a comedian, I think you want to do your homework and study as much as you can. And I just, I would watch Jonathan Winters and go, I think I had to be from this time. And even then, I'd have to be from that time and be white.
1: I, you know, I'm going to say this, and you, you can agree or disagree. and You will anyway. Uh, there's such subtlety in Jonathan Winters, you know. <sighs> The, the thing in the in stock where they show him throwing out the stick and then he's roiling it in. And it's a big setup, you know, he, and he takes his time with it. He throws right. it out there. He casts it. He looks at it. And then he started to – and this is on TV. So, you know, people are – you know, there's only so many. And he's reeling it in and he says the thing where he caught the, the, the wife or whatever, you know. Right. And then it's a funny laugh, but it's so subtle and it takes such a long time for it to happen. And right. you, my man, are not subtle. You, there is nothing about you that's subtle. I I watched you make tea in the green room, two tea bags for Aries tea, not one. My my real dad used to use two, a tea bag twice.
0: <laughs> I remember you said that
1: Aries used two tea bags to make tea. Nothing subtle, nothing light, nothing nothing just not not. There is no. Little subtleties for you. If you're putting it on, you want to taste it. If you're if you're going to laugh, you want it to be big. If you're going to so, Jonathan Winters makes sense that you're not gonna that that's not going to be your dude. It is a different kind of like you. But I relate Jonathan Winters today's comedy more to Chappelle. Very subtle. Sometimes can take twenty minutes to sell a story and then still bring it in.
0: Yeah, but when Dave brings it in, he brings it
1: in. I'm not saying that it isn't stronger. I'm just saying it it takes a lot to just leave something out there for I, I, for 15 I would, minutes i
0: would i would if i was going to use someone as a you know comparison to dave in terms of subtle and maybe style i would say franklin and jai
1: no i'm not i'm not saying that there aren't more people like him i'm saying you, what i'm uh, saying is that's the only person i could relate right, it to to today right. that's someone that doesn't mind leaving a joke hanging out there for 10 minutes and then will come back and pick it up yeah and that's, that's kind of what you'd have to be to be a Jonathan Winters fan, is to be appreciate something like that. Right. I, I, I'll be really honest. When I knew Robin Williams was like a Jonathan Winters dude, and I loved Robin Williams. I yeah. went back to watch Jonathan Winters, and I was getting you know albums, and I was like, nah, man. It's just too much. It wasn't. I couldn't, I couldn't work that slow. But I discovered things like Bob Newhart because of it, who I think is very funny. Bob Newhart is very funny. I know you're not going to go. Yeah, Bob Newhart's funny. Bob Newhart had now. When you talk about timing, that's timing. That's really waiting. You know, and-
0: I I think that one day I should probably go back and really look at some of these guys again from a from a different lens and different perspective. And and because and, and, I'm telling, you, I was so immediately like, nah, not for me. That I just shut off any chance of. Well maybe if you go back and really look, you might pick up something. You might learn something. You might see something different.
1: I like going back now cuz I there's a lot, you know who's who's underrated that is such a clever, funny dude? Nipsey Russell.
0: I never gave him a fair look.
1: It's clever dude. Nipsey Russell, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was the uh Tin Man in the Wiz.
1: Yeah. Right there dude there's there's guys that just get missed because they didn't have uh, they weren't crossover but they were a different style whatever it is there's they're missing things and like I said there, there's a lot of these old guys and you know when we talk about this comedy and you said people who have done it before and then you, you brought up uh, Robin Williams doing that. That's vaudeville. That's an old vaudeville act to be able to put your arms between someone else's arms and do stuff like right. that. Vaudeville, vaudeville, and the Chitlin the Chitlin Secret, those things were stolen from the whole time because before there was movies, uh, there was no way to own comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody did it you know, uh, 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 what's it? Uh, first base, Who's on first? Oh Abbott it, and Costello. Costello. Yeah That's an old bit that tons of comics had done. I thought they
0: originated that.
1: They originated on TV. And that's why they have the credit for just it. Just because you saw someone do it first don't mean they did it first. Uh, these things were borrowed and taken because anybody could do them. And and who, who's going to say, well, I did it first in in, in Iowa at the state fair in 1903. No right. one has any record of it. So everybody was just borrowing things and being funny. No one owned it because... Entertainment then was just about that moment. You had the moment. You you went on stage for fifteen or twenty minutes. You captured your moment. And you left. It didn't. As long as you weren't doing, someone wasn't doing it on the same show, it didn't make a difference. It was just about getting the laugh and going on to the next city. Right. It isn't like that, you know. Now because everything has captured and it has ownership, so it's it's different. And and Robin experienced some of that because, and I think this takes into something that's not in this documentary though that Robin is accused of stealing a lot. And it wasn't that he was trying to steal. It was that he worked fast and he didn't have a, an act already set up all the time that he would just go off the top of his head. And if he heard something and it just came into his, his consciousness, he would give it out. And he paid a lot of dudes because of that. <clears throat> and if they, if they said, hey, that was my bid, and so-and-so said, yeah, he'd been doing that for this, and you must have heard him when he did that, and he'd go, okay. And, he, and he'd, write, he'd write people checks because he knew that he fucked up their money. Mm. Restitution people.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny when you mentioned uh some of those old shows as as they're showing Robin perform. And th- dude, this is just, and I know I've mentioned this on the pod before, but this is just a thing that just lets you know in terms of a generation. They showed in the audience Henry Winkler. Winkler? Winkler. Winkler. And then Tony Danza. Yeah. And of course, Robin's young. Henry's young, Tony's young. Now, these are the people that when they were young, at that moment in time, I was a little bitty boy watching my favorite shows. Happy Happy Days wasn't one of my favorite shows, but it was a show I watched. But him is Fonz. Tony Danzen, Who's the Boss? Robin Williams, Mork and Mindy. And I'm like, now two of the three of them are still alive and the other one's passed away. But if he wasn't passed away, they all are old. Now we're old. We on deck. That. that generation is on yeah. its way out. Oh yeah,
1: we're next. Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. No, and that—that's what makes it weird because uh-huh. this—this this is the age when people younger than you start passing away. People younger than me. People younger than us are dying, and they'll like they'll they'll die, and you'll go, wow, that's like my age though. That's people in my group. Okay, I think I'm
0: misunderstanding you. When you say people younger than me, you don't mean like the generation. Well, you're
1: of- you're young still. You're 48. Okay, I'm 58. There's people in my 50s that are right. passing now, and now that's close. That's getting close to home. There's people that are younger than me that are disappearing, and and then they go, well, they lived a rough life. There, you know, there's natural causes, but abuse of the body. Right. Yeah. Me too. So, <laughs> so, you know, you know, you now you really take that into consideration. Right. But uh Robin Williams had a, had a different kind of life. And but when I watched the special this last time, because you just said what you said, you know, I start you start taking inventory about like, okay, yes, I partied, yes, I went out, yes, I did drugs, yes, I did all these things. You know, he had, you know, these these different things. Did it come up? Did did these things start to happen? The Parkinsons, did the the uh Louis body, whatever, dismorph thing that he had. Did that happen because life or did it happen because of the partying? does it happen because of the abuse that you put your body through? And so you, yeah, I get nervous. I forget a lot of names and stuff on the podcast as you guys listening here. No, I do. Um, and sometimes I'm just, I mean, I might be somebody's name. that's really easy to know. And I, and I don't know. And I'm thinking, man, am I, how, how far away am I from that? So yeah, it's nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, you know, I hear you. I, maybe it's because I'm not 58; you're 10 years older than me. But I always feel like look good, we're in the same.
1: Yeah, we are in the same because generationally, but you are, we 10, are.
0: But you're 10 years older. But I am than 10
1: me. years older. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, yo, his first wife,
1: Valerie. I like her. I liked her a lot. Uh, she's very, and she's still cute. I mean, in this thing, in she, an old way, in an old way. But when she was younger. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked her honesty when she said, yeah, but I wanted, you know, we were, we were married, we were older. I wanted the adventure. adventure. I wanted the fun and he became industry. You know, he had other people run his shit and she was no longer, uh, this like, yeah. And I think that's honest though. That's what she wanted. You know, I just go,
0: obviously he's the one that made the change that made her one out because she said, I wanted the fun we had. I wanted the... She wanted to be in L.A. She wanted to be with the Robin that she met, and he wasn't that anymore. I don't know, man. I just just go, you know...
1: Can a motherfucker grow?
0: (laughs) If we're having fun, me and you, if... I wonder what caused him to... Because if she was doing everything she's supposed to do to make that fun and what they had still there... What is it that made him? The
1: notice? Belushi thing. The Belushi thing. You think it was the Belushi thing? Yeah, the Belushi thing. He's with Belushi that night. You know, they say, "Oh yeah, I was with Belushi that night." Belushi was at the Chateau Marmont. I stayed in that uh, bungalow, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, so he is in the Chateau Marmont. Uh, he does a speedball and he dies. Uh, he overdoses and he dies. I mean, I made it sound very simple, but it, it's the gist of it uh but he was partying that night with a bunch of other people there was other people that were around that had been around and for robin williams to say that he was probably there maybe even be just before it happened i mean he's out partying with them but he he, also
0: said it sobered him up
1: yeah it sobered him up and he knew that he didn't want to live that kind of life and he you don't walk you don't walk away from that life that life is spinning around you yeah listen i was growing up in tucson arizona and that life uh wasn't the LA life, but it was still spinning around me. It's not something you walk away from. You have to remove yourself from it because it's it's it it's just it it's too easy to get caught up in that. He removed himself from it. And you know, when you see him and he's on his ranch and the ranch looks cool and the animals, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I could do that, but how long could I do it for? Do I could I could I could I do it three weeks? But then I'd want a week of like the life. The life. I don't think that I could be. I don't think that I could just pick up and move over to the ranch. Do you know what I mean?
0: You know, there's a part of me that wants to experience the life. Now, don't get me wrong. I did a lot of shit when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s and mid-40s and late 40s. (laughs) I was hoping that joke would land. Uh, And I know I'm not 20 and 30 no more. So I know I can't do the way I used to do it and I know the reality is as I'm looking around the corner from 49 I really can't do it anymore but when watching that and I, I get excited when I see those moments because I feel like yeah when he hit when he when Mark and Mindy hit he's on a hit show he's making money the girls hanging out with other celebrities he's experiencing the life I don't have to have the cocaine but everything else I feel like well, I had the success that I had on Mad TV. I'm on a weekly show. I'm younger, I'm slimmer, I'm trimmer, I'm cuter. I, you know, I'm making money, I, you know. My dick was on the table, dude. I, it was a, I had a great time. I still didn't have it at the level of that. And it's a part of me that goes, because I never experienced that, I still want to experience that. But I also know, I want the ranch, man. And I think I want the ranch more than I want the life. But because I've never had the life, I just would be sick to do the ranch knowing that I've never experienced the
1: life. Well, I, 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 I have a different way of looking at this than you do. And it's kind of funny because uh, you did have a little bit of that life. A little bit, but not the way that I know it really exists. Okay, yeah, with like him getting off stage and just picking the girl in the audience and disappearing and not coming back.
0: Hanging out with Robert De Niro and Richard Pryor.
1: Just because. not Just because. because. Yeah, okay. That that does sound good. But I look at it kind of like basketball. I might have a good game in me left. I might seriously be able to run up and down the court, hit some shots. But you don't have a whole season. I don't have a season. I don't have a season i don't have a season i'm lucky if i have a quarter but I, I get it and it would be great to go out there and do that but at what cost if i have to trade everything in do i want to just play one game and be out for the rest of the season or do i want to be in something that i am a part of that i can enjoy that i can experience that i can be part of i never got that what you what, you, what you had and I know that I am nowhere able to ever participate, even in that. I know that I am on. Uh, I'm not in the game. I'm off here. And I'm enjoying the life that I have right now in but, but, this But, 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 but you moment, don't think
0: that's because you've convinced yourself of that? No. Like, and here's what I'm saying. Let's just, because, look, let's be honest. Technically, technically, you don't know. I don't know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm just saying, let's just say... The universe and the stars and all the cosmic shit whip together this potion that you never saw coming and let's just say a year from now something happens where you know you can get a little taste of that life
1: you don't want it at all I don't want to go out like Rodney Dangerfield man I, I have a better I have a better what does life. that mean Rodney didn't get that till he was in his later part of my age okay. And he had a great life, man. Roddy was running around naked in bathrobes and fucking and doing coke and, and drugs and, and You wouldn't drinking. want a couple of Caddyshacks or back to school? No, nah, I lived that life when I was in my 20s. And no, I didn't get what you got or Denver, close to Robin Williams. But when I look back at the stuff I did, like when I was talking to you about some of the stuff that we were getting ready for the podcast and the DJ and what yeah. I did, I look back at it and I go, yeah, I, I had my run. I, I didn't maybe... Uh, There was more in there if I would have got, if I would have went after something else or got to another level of something. But I had my run and I had a great run. Not everyone has a starting role. Some people come off the bench and that has to be your run. And if you accept that and realize that you can have another life doing something else, you're going to have a great life because you are going to live the life in the moment that you're in every day. Not wish for a moment that you can't get back and I can't get my twenties back, nor do I want them. I had a great time in them. I had a lot of fun. I achieved for who I was at the time and what was going on probably way (laughs) above what I should have got. And I look at that and I'm, I'm happy with it. Now, if if I could rerun it back and know a little bit more and do it, would I do it a little differently? Yes, I would, and maybe I would get more out of it. But I can't do that. What I can do is live today and be excited about it, and be excited about what I get out of everything right now. I I, I can't look back at that. I, I would at, at best I was a bench player. I played my I played a great role off the bench, and I'm coming into this. And who knows? I could have a secondary career now where it's it's more exciting. But I'm I'm never going back to that other side. If I had a choice. I would like to have
0: 10 Chicago Bulls 90s games in me, like a 10-year span. But if I can't have that, I'll settle for two Washington Wizards years and then the
1: ranch. You know, you say all that, and I, and I agree with it. That's that's a great idea and everything that you just said. But do you think Judd Bushler is really upset about life? No, but Je-
0: I don't think Judd Bushler... I think he was realistic in where he knew he was, where he knew he was. Yeah. He was a volleyball player. Yeah. So, so how, he, With how NBA could, championship he could, rings. He could never have the, ex, the, ex, the uh, expectation of being even close to a
1: Jordan. Yeah. So who succeeded more? The one who could be or the one who didn't have any chance and still got to be on the court, still got the rings, still and live in his best life? You can wish for other things, but live the life that you actually have. I'm loving my life. I have a great girl. I live in a great place. I have a small one bedroom apartment, and I love my one bedroom apartment. Do I want a bigger place? Yeah, but do I love the place that I'm in? Yes. Do I love the girl I'm with? Yes. So all the all the other thoughts, fantastic. If I made a big if I made a big and now girls want to want just to fuck me after the show. I have someone that I want to go fuck. I don't want to fuck some strange weirdo. So none of that is important to me anymore. I'm already on. The, I'm already at the ranch. Half an hour, you can get to know her. She, ain't here. <laughs> she weirdo. I, I, I'm I'm very pleased with life, man. You know, you I, I, there's some acceptance in life, and I I I know that you you have the ability and the talent to get more out of life. Let me tell you something, man.
0: I, the older I get, I'm telling you, I know I say this. The older I get and the more i experience in this shit that ranch looks so sweeter and sweeter every day
1: i'm going to tell you the truth what your what your issue is and, and and i'm saying it on the podcast and you're going to be mad at me for saying it and you won't be mad at me but you'll you'll still be irritated with me it, well, no one's ever mad because they lived up to their expectations or went above their expectations people have feelings of of, of this regret when they have blown. When they didn't live up to their expectations,
0: I'm not mad at you for that. Okay, because I, 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 I you know,
1: you I have all the talent nigga, in the world. The proof no, yeah, yeah, but you have all the talent in the world, man. You are yeah, one of the I, most I talented people to know. And so, when people say, "Oh, Aries, you're in my top five, and it has to eat you because you know that if you put in more of the work that you had in you, you could go. Uh, they should be saying, "I'm, I'm, I'm number one."
0: I don't have to be number one, but. A strong one and a
1: half (laughs) Because we all know When someone says You're in my top five What's your number you are
0: Yeah Five Yeah Or (laughs) or they say uh, Top three And I'm three
1: Yeah three But but, but, But like I said
0: Magic, Bird, Michael Of course I want MJ Right But if I'm Magic If I'm Bird Can I sleep
1: at night? But you know I need aspirin Yeah But I'm asleep But it's your unrealized talent That you have That you know you still have Listen, man, I, I listen to you all the time. We talk about this all the time. And you, you go, yeah, my impressions. Yeah, my throat. My, 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 my. If you wanted to, you would master a new impression every couple, every couple months. If I'm you t- wanted to.
0: Listen, I, I told you, that's why I'm pockets of people. Because, you know, to get up and do the work, to really get all of it. Uh, so.
1: So be on the ranch then, dude. Be comfortable. Be relaxed. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know.
1: You did great. I'm, There's people who, who would fucking cut off a nut to be where you are.
0: You know what it is? I'm trying to get accustomed to the idea of the ranch. I'm, I'm working backwards. I'm filling the yard up with goats first before <laughs> I decorate the inside out. I'm decorating the outside in. Let me. I, I want to drive by. I want to pet the goats. Hit them, yeah, and and start to you know feel it that way. Listen, uh, Popeye. That movie holds... I didn't know until I saw this doc. It was a a bomb. Oh, it was a bomb. I went... I I thought it was a hit. Dude, do you know that movie holds a special place in my heart? Mine too. That's my childhood. Yeah. When I saw... and, And, you know, Popeye was our era. That was our cartoon. When I saw a live action and he had the fucking... Arms. Prosthetic arms as a kid...
1: That blew me away. I'm older than you, so I'm going to be honest. When I saw it, I was so excited to go see Robin Williams. He's in Popeye. This is going to be great, Popeye. And you know he's doing the not the iPad, <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds just like him. But it it what it, it didn't translate. Even when I saw it, as even as a younger guy, I was like, "This is." You didn't me. like it? It wasn't that good. How old were you? And I wanted to like it. When did that come out? Eighty something. I was already like you know 18, 16. You 18. might have been too old. Yeah. But I, I wanted to like it, and I knew that it was. So that good. means if you were what sixteen, I was six. I it was awesome. It was good. I knew it was good, and it was good. This is right. the thing that people are missing. It was good. It was an adaptation. It was a cartoon. He was playing it like he should have. And if you really look at the real Popeye that that's after, the mm-hmm. guy looks like that, that's how the guy yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it made sense, but you know they did the did the musical part on it, and it was it, why, why was it a musical, and you know it just. It it just, it, it, there was, it wasn't right. It wasn't at the right time. Maybe it was even ahead of what it should have been, but I, I wasn't, uh, the thing that they don't talk about, and I'm just going to say this because I, I'm, I'm shitting on, on Robin Williams right now where that was, and not on him. It was just on the production. They don't talk about the world according to Garp. And that is my movie where I went, fucking he's genius. This is a great actor. He's not just a comedian. He's a great actor. The world, according to Garp, is the movie that made me go, I'm a Robin Williams fan. That, that leads
0: me to my second thing. Before I jump to that, this is how old we are, folks. Once upon a time ago, when you went to Popeye's, the cartoon was on the boxes. Now They got in trouble for that. I never understood that connection. It'd be different if like, the, the chain was spinaches. But why was Popeye associated with chicken? I don't know, man. Do you know any story about the Why was the cartoon associated with chicken?
1: Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I would, anything I say is just conjecture. I don't know. Like, if you were to put,
0: uh, what's the character from Bugs Bunny? I say, I say, I say,
1: Leghorn. The, 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 Isn't Popeye supposed to be from, like, Louisiana, where this is from? Isn't that it? might make sense. Yeah, I think that's something to do that, with it. That would have
0: to be it, because Foghorn Leghorn. Now, Foghorn Leghorn was the cartoon for Popeye's. Okay, a big piece of chicken. You get it. And plus when, you know, niggas eat chicken it's be real good. We be like, I'll say I'll say
1: your <laughs> chicken, your chicken, yeah. Dude do we're here in uh in in in, in, Timonium. in Timonium which is uh Baltimore area. Yeah. Did you see that white dude eating that chicken that I... I never make a comment on the audience, but he had his basket of chicken in the front row, and he was leaned over, hunched over, eating his no. chicken wings. You didn't see that? No. I, went, I walked up, and I go, dude, you're killing that chicken. <laughs> what show? Uh, last night's first show, I think. Really? No. No, he was in the basket. Really? White dude, in the basket, with uh. the chicken. And, I, and he didn't even say anything He didn't stop right. eating He just looked up at me Kind of right. almost angry right. And just kept eating his chicken While I, we were talking about it Well, well before we keep moving um, I want to ask this, uh,
0: this is a racial question Every time I see white people eat chicken Especially the breasts They pick it up and eat it The same way they do a drumstick Just bite the skin and the meat Do you do that?
1: It depends. I pick my, I pick mine apart with my hands. Yeah, but you're weird about your food and the way you eat chicken. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I usually, I break most of my chicken. The breast? Yeah, even the breast, I break it. Oh. I don't do it around you because I know that this crackling sound of bones makes you oh. freak out. Dude,
0: the best thing to do with Popeye's chicken, any chicken, especially the breast, you put your hot sauce on it, and you take that layer of skin off. And then you pinch a nice chunk of meat, you eat that, don't swallow it, and then you rip some of the skin and put that in there.
1: And that's what—that wor- to me is worse than breaking the bones. Why? I don't know. It's like now you you de you skin the chicken, <laughs> you de meat the chicken. Bone- breaking bones is almost cannibal-like. No, eating the meat is the cannibal part. Okay, you. All right, <laughs> uh, back to Robin Williams. Um, why do you think comedians make such great dramatic actors? Well, let's. But before you, we jump to that though. Let's go. He was uh, he was trained as an actor. He went to Juilliard as an actor. He went with uh, the people William Hurt and uh, Christopher Reeves So he's trained with these great with with to be an actor. John Hausman's the acting uh, the instructor the, the the head of it. So he's an actor, but I think I think. Comedians are great are great actors because of who we are. We like on this podcast. I think I'm pretty open. Uh, I I'm not trying to be the funniest person on this podcast. That's your job. I know you're funny. You're funnier than I am. I've already goddamn genius. I love. I, I so that that's not my part. But I the thing that I do is I'm the most honest I can be and open. I think comedians uh, are in touch with who the I don't know if we're in touch or we're broken enough that we're. Allowed- I think it's a combination of broken and truth. And we allowed to give that out. And I think that's what right. a char- we, we bring to characters. We, 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 we see the humanity in the character and we go after that part of the character. And that's what we bring to it. I think that's what we do better. Right. And I think dramatic, I think actors, for the most part, are, tr- are playing a character that they believe that character is where we connect with them as who they are. Um, Did you do acting like in high school or anything like that? No, uh, no. Just when you did sketch, that was your, that was your first acting?
0: A sketch, and I, I, I don't know if I told a story on the podcast. I, I, may, I may have, but when I went to L.A., I, I, I paid the money, and I went to the
1: sc- Strasburg School. Yeah, you told me about Yeah, I don't think you said it on the podcast, but you told me about it. Yeah,
0: and, and Strasbourg was, of course, the teacher of De Niro and Pacino, and it just was so weird. Like, everything was blacked out. All the rooms were blacked out, the windows, Everything. Everything was black. And we would do these exercises where we would, like, all be sitting in a circle, and the instructor would go, all right, you're in, close your eyes, you're in the woods, you have a cup, something in your cup. Mm. And we would hum, and, mm. right. I didn't get this shit. I <laughs> would we'll just be sitting here with my eyes. I didn't understand this. And then when we do these other exercises we're like me and you would be sitting like we're sitting but facing each other. And basically I'm going to say whatever I say you repeat it. Your shirt is black. My shirt is black. No, but you say exactly what I say. Okay, Your shirt is black. Your shirt is black. Your shirt is black. Your shirt is black. Your shirt is black.
1: Your shirt is black. I
0: don't get this. I'm, not, I'm breaking it now.
1: Okay, but I wanted to say that. I don't
0: get this, what we're doing. I think in the exercise is you listen and then you react. But you're, reacting, you're
1: saying the same thing.
0: That's what I'm thinking. But I, And I'm assuming here it's as you repeat it, your reaction is supposed to be different. Based on how you
1: hear it? I, I think maybe your your delivery could be... I think maybe... Is it to be your delivery so you could show that even though you're saying the same thing, you're saying it a different way? Right. Is that it? I don't know. Well, then you wasted a lot of money on these classes. <laughs>
0: but hey, listen, listen. This is Strasburg. He taught De Niro and Pacino. So you can't say
1: that. Okay, let me do it. Let me let me do this. And let's right. try it. Let's try it again. Woo-ah. woo Ooh ah,
0: ooh ah, <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, better yet, you talking to me? Y- 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 you talking to me? Y- you are talking to me? Like what are we doing? <laughs> like I, you know, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and this is this is this is the last really note I have on this. His son, Robin Williams' son. Goes. Uh, I want to make sure I see this the way he said. Uh, he said his dad had the constant need to feel like he was succeeding, or he felt like a failure. And this is one of those things that we start getting into the mind now, and it's like, look, it's always easy from the outside in to judge, but you never know what a person's going through unless you walk in that person's shoes, which you can't. But my thing is, is I'm sitting here going, you are a television star. You turn into a movie star. You're successful. You're rich. You got three beautiful kids. They all seem to be normal and sane and good. Uh, Even though you might have married three times, fact of the matter is you were able to find love in that woman each time. You're adored and respected by fans all over the world. What is making you feel like you are failing?
1: I don't know. There's a joke in his first album that I think I think about a lot. And there's certain comics that have jokes that have resonated with me throughout my life. And this is one of the jokes that have resonated with me, resonated with me throughout my whole life. There's a time when he's on stage and he's in the stage and then he runs to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And he goes, look, now those are the shitty seats. Yeah. It's just perspective, man. Everything about life, you think you want something, and then you get it, and then you see all that comes with it, and you go, yeah, no, nah, this, isn't, this isn't it. And then you go and you stand over this, but if I'm over there, I think it's going to be better. And you mm-hmm. go over there, and, 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 and you see the shitty shit that comes with that, too. And again, I think it's about, again, it's about being able to live in the moment. And I can be completely wrong, but the more I try to live in the moment that I'm in— the better my life is because i'm not right. worried about all the shit that's wrong with it i'm i'm dealing with what's right about it and i'm trying to fix what's wrong to the best of you my know. ability but when you have so many options because you are you are wealthy you do have advantages because people are giving you opportunities you know having a lot of opportunities is not necessarily the best thing for your brain because then you have a lot of choices and then you have a lot of decisions that you can make with a lot of problems that comes with those decisions Well, let me find that out for myself. Because
0: I'm just saying, from where I'm standing, dude, I'm going, let me have those problems. So I could go, oh, shit, I get what Andy's saying. Oh, shit, I understand what Robin Williams, but from where I'm standing, oh. oh.
1: Dude, but you, again, you have the option to, to, to put yourself in that position better than most people do. Most people don't have the same amount of talent.
0: You know, I, 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 I uh, my girl was supposed to be here this weekend because uh, one of the places she wanted to try desperately was the restaurant you and I went to, Chef Poppy. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. But we got into a fight uh, before she was supposed to come out here, and it was about money, which is what we fight about most times. And listen, I'm, I'm, and I've admitted, and I'll, I'll continue to admit. I did a lot of shit that caused us to not be relationship-wise where we should be. So when you go, yeah, I got a girl I love, I got an apartment I love, there's things that I do love that I have, but the one thing I don't have that I would love to have, and I've said this to you, I'm envious of you and Tara, because I know once upon a time ago, I had that, and I fucked that up. But now that's why I'm sitting here going, if I could just get that ranch, the woman I love, and call it a day... I'd be at peace. But I felt like I could get the ranch, but if I don't have a girl with me on the ranch, then it ain't going to be
1: as enjoyable as I want it to be. Yeah, but if you had the wrong girl on the ranch, that ain't going to be as enjoyable as you wanted it to be. That's true, too. I'm not and I'm not saying you have the wrong girl. What I'm just saying no, is- I get, No, I totally understand. But your girl, okay, if you fucked it up and she wants to work it out, then she has to give you the space to to unfuck it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. If she's not going to give you the room to unfuck it, then you are going I've to I've never fucked. I've never unfucked anything. Well, I fuck everything. No, when you pull out that same no, fucking no, 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 it, no, it no, makes no, that sound. No, yeah. That's the unfuck sound. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but that that's that you you need the space. If she if she wants that to work, she has to accept that that was the past and you are trying to be a better person, but that's that's part of it. That's part of it. That's that, that's what comes with you. Dude
0: You know, I wish there was a way. I wish there was a way, like with technology or something like a, not like a time machine, but something of that kind of ridiculous ability where you could go, I want to know what it's like to have the mind and to feel what it's like to be a serial killer. Not that I want to be, (laughs) listen, no, not hear me. I know. I'm following you. Not that I want to be as kill people, but what is that psychosis? that makes you want to do that or causes you to feel like that's an itch you have to scratch. And I'm saying that to say, what is the mindset you have to be in to go, I'm going to kill myself because he killed himself. And I'm just going, how much pain do you have to be in where you know, and you plan out, I'm I'm, going to take myself out. I I would like to know, because again, we've all thought about it, but you know, we ain't doing it. How much pain do you have to be in to make yourself go, yeah, fuck my family, fuck my kids, my loved ones, the people that care about me, and hurt them.
1: I'm out. It has to be a mental distress to the point where you don't think that it's ever going to feel better. That's, that's the only way that I could even imagine articulating it, that you would have to be convinced in your head that it could never be better and that it is better without you than it is with you. That's the only way that you could be able to make that decision. You, there was no other way to do it, because I, I, I the only way I was able to even come up with this. And this is so sad that I would even have this conversation in my own head. The people that can do it for the and I hate to say the right reasons are. But if you were sick, if you're sick, and you're going to die, those people that those people still try to live. But there's some that will make. Well, when you say that, was he going to die? Parkinson's is not a death sentence. No. Uh, he, that Louis just dis, whatever he did, other thing that he had, the dementia that he had, it, it, it made the depression worse. So I think that for you to be able to take yourself out when you're sick, you have to make the determination. And I don't know if this is his, because he wasn't, if he has the dementia, he isn't fully, he isn't full thought just to feel that I, life isn't going to be better. I'm not, going to get, I'm not going to get better. I'm going to get worse. And as I get worse, I'm not going to have the ability to even make a decision if I should be here or not. So I have a small window of time to go. I don't want to be here in this condition, feeling the way that I feel, causing problems for the people that I'm causing. I can only see this getting worse, not better. So as of today, I need to do this so that I don't cause any more problems to anyone else or myself. And today I can make this decision, but tomorrow I might not be able to. That's the only way I can think that you could come up with that. I could be completely wrong, but that's uh, that's how I reasoned it out in my head. Right.
0: Like, that's why I told you, that's that joke I want, that new joke I want to work on, which, you know, I think the darkness of it may turn people off, but I'm hoping that the truth behind it, people can kind of follow me. When I said, dude, if you could kill yourself and come back as something else, but you know what you're coming back as, and if it ain't right for you in your head, you just keep killing yourself till you come up with the right thing. Oh my God, a fat bitch. Oh my God, a rapist. Uh -uh. And just keep killing yourself till you figure out, hey, I'm a rock star, all right, I'm good. Or I'm the president of the United States, I'm good.
1: A Mexican, uh, wow. (laughs) You get me a little bit? No, I I get the joke, and I think it's funny. I don't know how people will interpret it because, you know, it's funny to me, and it's funny to you. People don't have that same. But you don't think people, people, we we all thought about suicide at some point. But if you can come back is what you want, but you want you're, you're not you want. guaranteed to come back is what you're you want, not, but, but you, you have the keep, option to keep
0: killing yourself until, until you come you, back until you shuffle the cards and you get the right but What deck? if you come
1: back is like a, you know the, <laughs> I would come back like a paraplegic so that I wouldn't be able to kill myself again. That's what would happen to me like I'd come back and I'd be like, well, there is the human to that and to <laughs> what, there's something there, I, I but just, you know what i mean but yeah. that's 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 how God gets
0: you, but that's, if somebody went pop out whatever I last was. Oh, shit, I got a big dick. I'm good. I'm the president. I'm a rock star. You know what I mean? I'm an NFL champion. But if you come back, oh, my God, I'm a, I'm a how much child.
1: Time, how, I'm- much, how much time do you have to, uh, to make that decision? Like, do you have 30 days? Do you have, like, 15 minutes? What if you only had 15 minutes, though? You had to come back. It was just on your physical appearance. Oh, I'm bald, and I have a small dick. Bam. Right. Take yourself <laughs> out. Immediately. But you only have 15 minutes to make the decision. Nah, you got seconds. <laughs> you got seconds. See, you got inqu- if you have all this so that you can get right. people to be in the place where you are when you're thinking right. about it, then I think, yeah. Oh, my God. A child rapist. Who wants to be that? Wow. But, but the horrible thing is you only have like 15 seconds. So the way that you would see that you're a child rapist is pretty horrible.
0: I, I, it's, it requires thought because because again, what if you it, you have to know right away? Yeah.
1: There's a way you know right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So this is a this is a tough one. Uh, that's gonna be a tough joke. But it, it, like, if you get it, obviously you get it. Like I'm still trying to work that thing out with my dad, and it's right. it's better. But it doesn't get it's not getting the point that I want to cross yet. But I, I'll figure it out. Right. So. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I, I look at Robin Williams, and you see everything that you want in life, and he got it all. There's no doubt that he got it all. That,
0: that's You know, when I think about reasons to... If I'm being dramatic. But if I ever thought reasons to take myself out, it would be because I didn't get what I want. That's why I'm just going, when you get what you want, what the fuck is the problem?
1: My favorite uh, thing, that whole thing, was uh, when the award comes up and it's between...
0: Oh, the tie between Daniel Day Lewis and uh,
1: Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and then Robin Williams is it. We have a tie, <laughs> right? How shitty! How shitty is that moment for you? There's a tie. Yeah, two of you are winners. One is a loser.
0: And the brilliance of him to turn that moment into something.
1: Yeah, huh? Come on, man. But but but, no, this is the other part. Is is a comic, and you you see this, and I know you felt this because we all do as comics. We feel this. He turned that into brilliance. He turned that pain into brilliance because where do we live? As a comic, you live in that pain. You live in that horrible reality of what we are, knowing that that's how we're seen. And that these guys, these are the ones that are put up on this thing. And no matter what we do, we're on this other, uh, other category.
0: But what I love most about that moment, and we talked about this a little bit last night, how when you're trying to find that right key ingredient to take a joke from here to here. When he was going on that comedic rant and he said, I came with no expectation, and I know I'm going to fuck this last part up, which sucks because this basically is the punchline. He goes, I came here with no expectations. I'm leaving here with no expectations. And prior to the last thing he says, he's getting laughs. But then he found that one thing to say that even had Jack Nicholson turned over when he goes, so basically I'm something Buddhist.
1: Yeah, I'm leaving here. I I came with, I came. No no expectations. I'm leaving leaving here with no no
0: expectations. I basically. And he said, I'm a something and a Buddhist. Yeah. That word made the difference. Yeah. And we all do that as comics where we go, we're telling this joke and it's doing well. Something's missing.
1: But see, this is what I'm talking about timing with him with Robin Williams, he throws out enough words, fast enough, thinking faster than anybody else. We remember when they said, do you think faster than the rest of us? And he, right. and he just goes into this. If you say enough fast enough, you're going to get something. You're going to, if you're smart, if you're intelligent, if you have the talent, yeah. you throw out 10 premises and you're going to drop one thing that you go, that's the one quick uh, insert right. there, drop yeah. that boom. Right. I'm, I'm winning. Right. That's not right. timing. That's about going, oh, that's the one. Okay. Right. Print. Yeah. And that's what he did, man. That's, that's Robin Williams. But he was fast, man. He was fast to be able to yeah. think that way. I don't think anybody else, I, very few people, like you're right with Jim Carrey, <laughs> but Jim Carrey's still different. That This was Robin Williams. Jim Carrey had redid himself, came up with a different, came up with that uh, way. This was Robin the whole time. I don't know that he was ever any other. Well, maybe that's not true because he was very quiet at one time. It just hit different times for them. Right. Very interesting. Very interesting to see different kinds of geniuses in in the same thing, in the same sandbox, different geniuses, playing with the sand in a different way.
0: Right. Uh, It's called Robin Williams' Come Inside My Mind on HBO Max. Uh, Great doc, man.
1: I'm glad I saw it. Uh, Is that it? Is that what we got? I think that's what we got. All right, man. Let me give you some dates. Uh, I want to make sure that I get that other date in correctly. Here we go. Okay. I'm just going to give this one out first so I can get it right now because I want to make sure we get this one. Oh, man. No. Oh, that's your mic. Just a bit outside. You worry, about, Cleveland. you worry about me not using a washcloth, but you talk into a mic right after you fart in. There's like feces in that fucking thing. Uh Guys, we're going to be at the uh, Hulu Center at Madison Square Garden uh, in New York, May 18th, uh, one show only. The sale, I think it's on sale already. Uh, get your tickets. Please, let's get this one sold out. It's not a... 5,000 seats, y'all. Yeah. Uh, I'd like, we, we, obviously, we'd like to sell this out. This is Aries' return to the garden. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice. So if you could uh, participate. Uh, a lot of you say when we come back to New York, New York is a little different. And uh, they're doing their shows in a different way now. So if you really want to see Aries in full, that's the way to do it. Otherwise, uh, let me give you the rest of our dates coming up here. Do, 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 do. Routing. That's not the one I wanted.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't tell you uh, about who I met in the airport and flew home with on from Dallas, did I?
1: No you going to save it for the next podcast?
0: Yes. Okay. The truth about a Roni, She's a sweet little girl.
1: You can tell her to put that and hold tight. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, February 15th through the 18th. We're at Helium in Buffalo. Jesus. Okay, guys. February... February 8th through the 10th, we're going to be, we're not going to be there. Guys, February 15th through the 18th, we're going to be at Helium in Buffalo, New York. February 23rd to the 24th, we're at the Funny Bone in Albany. March 9th, we're going to be at the Holland Civic Center in Holland, Michigan. March 15th through the 16th, we're going to be at the Cincinnati Funny Bone in Liberty Township. March 22nd to the 23rd, Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. March 29th through the 30th, we're at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. April 5th. We're at the Parker in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. April 11th, uh, we are starting our Canadian swing. We're going to be at the River Cree in Enoch, Alberta, Canada. April 12th, we're going to be at Grey Eagle in Calgary. April 13th through 14th, we're coming back to the States. We're going to be at Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone. April 15th, we're going to be at Danforth Music in Toronto. April 19th through the 21st, can I get you anything? We're at the Improv in Cleveland, Ohio. April 27th, we're at the Bronston Center in Ottawa, Canada. April 28th, we're at Olympia in Montreal, Quebec. And April 30th, we are at the Bella Rose in Halifax, Nova Scotia. May 2nd through the 5th, we're going to be at the Helium in Portland, Oregon. Followed by May 9th, Meyer Theater in Green Bay. And May 11th at the Wilbur in Boston. Fucking Boston, kid. Is that a show? I think it's a fucking
0: show. Do you believe? And love and all that it can do for you. Make it official. Give me your love. Okay. Yeah. That's a show.
1: Nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. (laughs) You guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think
0: you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that. You come with me, I'm at the Plaza Hotel.
1: You're welcome. You're all welcome. The joint.